<laughs> and we're off yeah. with a burp. Yeah, that's good. Is that our <laughs> that's our thing? our sign on? <laughs> How's it going? Uh, terrible. How's it going with you? <laughs> <laughs> Same. Cool. Cool. Let's act like we don't talk to each other at all for a week. <laughs> yeah, we just save it for the podcast. And update each other yeah, only when go, we're shit. <laughs> <laughs> you make food this week? What kind of, I, what yeah, kind, I had what kind some, of dinners did you have this week? I had a burrito, which is crazy because you had some of the same food that yeah, I Yeah, we had. ran into each other. We ran into each other. That was crazy. <laughs> we didn't talk. Yeah. That's so weird of us. You know what? We choose not to talk during our meals because we know that there's good stuff. Yeah. And we don't want to waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't wanna we don't wanna risk having a good time with each other all week long. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta save it for the one hour a week that we talk during the podcast. Or it's just that we don't have enough to talk about and we're falling out of love with each other. Oh, oh, yeah, I guess that could be it. <laughs> Good to know. This is where I break up with you. Yeah, cool. Uh, on episode let's two. Let's still do the podcast, though. Yeah. Um, that would, that'd make it, that'd make it <laughs> fun and interesting. Oh, what's going on with you? Well, I just. I noticed I didn't, in the last episode, I didn't. There's a lot of you carrying conversation by asking questions like, oh, do you have a quitting story? And I just be like, Nah, dude, I'm chicken shit and whatever, and then not ask you back. So no, I think what's really good about listening to it is we can go, oh, I should do this more yeah. or do that more, and like from my experience with the last podcast I did, my co-host he did a lot of impressions, mm. and so like oh, I can whip those out. Yeah, so <laughs> whenever whenever we did another episode, I would test my abilities. Cause that's out of my comfort level, mm-hmm. so then I would like try it out and stuff. So we'll we'll see how each episode kind of progresses and shows our growth with comedy. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Because you do a lot of like in the body of other people yeah. impressions, which yeah. is what impressions are. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking stupid. <laughs> But when you do impressions, you 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 act like that person. Yeah, it's like it's a very special kind of. Impression. It's a very specific kind of impression. Other people just do like, impressions that aren't in the body yeah. of the person. Yeah, like here's my impression of you. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna like test myself a little bit because there are times where I'll feel. Uh, or have a thought where I'm like, this could be an opportunity to like do an impression or a joke, but I'll hold back. Yeah. And I'll let it fly. If it goes bad, I can just cut it out and none of you will ever know yeah. how bad I really was. <laughs> I got some impressions up my sleeve. Maybe I'll whip out in due time. I like, I, I whipped out my Arnold impression to sing Happy Birthday to Amber the other day. You did? Yeah, I forgot to send it to you. You also, didn't tell me that. Yeah, yeah. See, we are falling out of love. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of my favorites to do, which I'm not going to do right now, maybe, but uh, a Christopher Walken doing Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) But then there's also the reverse Arnold Schwarzenegger doing a Christopher Walken. Okay, do it. Okay. You can't just. You yeah, can't no, I can't, I can't say that. And then I not should have revealed it. that because I can't. Okay, but it's on. all right. You you get a couple takes. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Here, here's Christopher Walken doing Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Y'all like 
Get to the chopper. Yow. Yow. Let's see. Arnold Schwarzenegger doing Christopher Walken. Um. So I, I stabbed him in the face with a soldering iron. A little taste. Wow. Yeah. I never knew that about you. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. It's uh, a shame that we're broken up. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm gonna get tons of pussy, <laughs> and you're gonna be jealous because I've got this ace of well, spades up my sleeve. Well, I'm gonna sleeve. try to win you back, babe. Well, you gotta work on some impressions. All right. Yeah. I don't date down. <laughs> All right. Should I try one? Sure. What should I do? Give me an impression. Um. You could do do the Bobcat Goldthwaite uh, voice. Oh, um, uh, guys, we we gotta get out. Of it. I'm small, and I fucking I, I need I need a hat. <laughs> That's like Bill Cosby. I'm small. <laughs> I'm small, and I need a hat. I don't. That's good. Yeah. Because yeah. he wears hats, and he's small. Yeah, and he has a weird voice like that. Yeah. That's a good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also a hard one. I kind of gave you a hard one. It was Bill Cosby doing Bobcat. Yeah, there we go. We got a stack of this. This is the the evolution of impressions. With the jello and the pudding pops. (laughs) What's the deal? Good stuff. How's your job going? Oh, man. It's kind of shitty. Last week was probably one of the busier weeks I've had just in terms of like a, my overall bookings and stuff. Oh, I didn't tell you about this. I was saving this for the podcast, I guess. On this uh, trip I'm going on, this on site workshop thing in mm. California in, in a couple of weeks, uh, my boss asked me if I do like a presentation on the role, yeah. on the engagement manager role, which he had asked me to do, you might recall back in like October, like yeah, at I the local that. office in New York which I couldn't do, but I guess he wants me to do it for this on-site workshop thing. So I'm like, fuck, that's like another thing on my plate over the next couple of weeks on top of like my busiest m- month so far in the job. So I'm not looking forward to that. You have like over 40 projects that you're working on <laughs> now, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's stupid. There's like two different kinds of projects We'll just call them type A and type B. Type A are like smaller projects. And on paper from even like leadership talking about our bandwidth and how much is expected of us and whatever. Yeah. And the ideal numbers, it's like 25 to 30 projects of type A because they're smaller, supposed to be less involved. Turns out to be a different story in a lot of cases. Yeah. And then for type B projects that are like more involved, whatever, it's ideal numbers like 12 to 15. Yeah. And I have that amount for both types. So I effectively have like two people's uh, wor- like workload. That's worth. insane. Yeah, it's dumb. Last week I had put in well over 40 hours, at least bookings wise. So it's my bandwidth is just like absolutely like maxed out and it's dumb. I feel like you've been managing it better than I would have thought. Yeah. Because this is the most projects you've ever had to manage at one time. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and it's funny, too, because when I interviewed for the job and they were like, 
you know, I'd asked about the workload and like how many projects and they're like, yeah, 12 to 15. Even that when I, I was like, how is that fucking manageable? That sounds like impossible. I'm used to like maybe five projects at a time yeah. just with the size of them and how involved. So in, in now in retrospect, it's like, yeah, 12 to 15 is like, that's money. That would yeah. be nice, but nobody has just that many. And I have that many plus another workload, a full workload on top of that. It is just like barely like manageable. Yeah. Right now. So, and I put my foot down a little bit and was like, I can't take any more projects. And then of course it was like, well, your forecasts say blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I haven't had time to fucking update them because I'm so fucking busy. Yeah. So catch 22. Yeah. And it, so it's like, just t- just ask me before I, you know, you have projects coming down the pipe if I can take them because that used to be the thing. Yeah. And it seems to not really be so much anymore, which is a little frustrating. We haven't said this yet, but Ryan's company was acquired. Yeah, yeah. It was announced in just like right before Christmas. I worked for a publicly traded company. It just sold to a private equity firm, which means it's coming off the stock market. It's now going to be privately owned. And my company has already had layoffs, as you know, yeah. which is another thing I don't think we brought up on the podcast last time. But a lot of stress because there were two rounds of layoffs, basically, in like October and November. Yeah. Now we're officially getting acquired by a private firm, and they're notorious for reducing headcount. Yeah. And that will happen the deal will go through like April probably or yeah. something. So, so Ryan thinks that he may get let go around April. Yeah. So we're kind of planning for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Cause I've sort of, not that I'm looking forward to get, or that I want to get laid off, but I, I've already packaged up and, and gleaned positives in the event that that takes place. Yeah. So I'm like, okay with that happening. Yeah. But just the waiting for months on end on, like, how things are going to shake out is, you know, a lot to deal with when you have this crazy workload and still all these expectations to perform. Because right now, I feel like you're in a good place mentally preparing for it. But what's hard is when it actually happens. And then you go through the, like, five stages of grief. Yeah. Where it's like you deny that it's happening. And then you, like have to face that it actually is happening. And then you're like, have all this anxiety. And then you have to kind of go through all the steps that you did to be okay with it happening. And yeah, yeah. You did the first place. It's going to be a fresh uh, dose of reality if and when it happens. And, yeah. And then not knowing, again, with like the job market on a kind of like a continuous decline, especially in the tech sector, it's like, I don't want to jump ship too early and try to find a new job for a couple of reasons. One being... I have a, lo- a good chunk of change coming my way when the acquisition goes through. Yeah. But also don't want to join another company and then be laid off because I'm like one of the newest people and they overhired like what happens all the time. Yeah. So I got to kind of just like wait it out and see what happens and keep my eye on the job market at the same time so that I'm like prepared for what I have to do. Yeah. If and when I don't have this job anymore. Yeah. So fun stuff. How was uh, how was being a barista today? Uh, <laughs> dude, it was fucking rough, bro. People just wanted lots of coffee and cookies, and I was just like, dude, can you just, like, chill? <laughs> it's stressful. Yeah. I'm like, damn, dude, I've, I can't handle this. Yeah. You <laughs> it's know? overwhelming, man. Yeah. So I feel you. Yeah. 
Uh, it's hard out there. Yeah, the other day, me and my coworker Kyle got into a fight. We're like notorious for having like a love hate relationship. Yeah, you certainly are. Yeah. Yeah, he's very um, he's very particular about how things are done, and relatable. <laughs> yeah, I think Ryan is actually the one who said that he would be good friends with Kyle mm-hmm. if. You and I weren't dating. Yeah, you're in our way, babe. I'm standing Get in the, the way fuck. between well, you two. Now we're broken up, so I can be friends. That's true. I can be closer with Kyle. That's true. Yeah. Have fun with that. We could just talk shit on you. I like, feel bad for you, you. Can you believe she fucking put the oat milk cartons in sideways? <laughs> I gotta reach the fucking cookie dough. That's the kind of shit that yeah. we get in fights about. So, like, the other day, the drip coffee wasn't brewing correctly, and I was pre-filling the grinder, And he was getting annoyed with it because in case something happened with the drip because it wasn't working properly, if I already put the beans in the grinder and we needed to change something, then I like ruined or slowed us down because I put too many beans in the grinder or whatever. If you're not following this, don't worry because uh, I'm not either. This is for the audience and I'm not talking to you. All right, fuck it. I'll just cut it out. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's, no. Keep going, keep going. No, you're right. It doesn't. No, it's just because uh, I I can't picture everything. So I'm just, I don't have a dog in the race because I can't analyze. Well, that mean, with, just means I'm not yeah. explaining it well. No, no, it's not. I, You have since explained it when this incident occurred, yeah. and I get it. But just, this is just a way for me to fucking rag on you. It's all right. Keep going. I'll probably cut most of this out. <laughs> Anyways, Kyle had said a few weeks ago not to put beans in the grinder ahead of time. And I still do it. And when the drip wasn't working last week properly, he said it again. And then I did it again anyways. And then he had like a little bit of an attitude. And then I blew up on him so one of our regulars was moving away and he came in and he wanted a picture with us (laughs) and so me and kyle were like in the middle of a fight that's so great and we weren't talking and so our regular comes in is like hey you know this is my last day can i get a picture with you guys so me and kyle aren't talking and then we have to like put our arms around each other and smile in this photo (laughs) (laughs) But we made up later. I mean, neither of us apologized for saying what we said. I just said, I'm sorry, I got mad. And he didn't look at me, and he said, it's okay. And I don't don't think he said, I'm sorry, too. He didn't look at me, and I just go, you're not even going to look at me. And then he looked at me and started laughing, and then we were fine. So that, to me, is like us making up, even though he didn't apologize. That's some expert level fucking ninja warrior obstacle course shit on getting around, having to apologize, but still diffusing the situation. Yeah. I think it's because we both know most of the time we're fine. So there's really no point in sussing out what the fuck happened. But it's inevitable between us to have like some kind of a blowout every once in a while, although it is far and few between than than it used to be. Yeah. I feel like you guys have really improved. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so the main thing that I've been struggling with is that I've had a lot of foot and shoulder pain over Yeah, the, I was going to ask about that. Over the last like close 
to maybe like nine months. Yeah. And I went to physical therapy for my shoulder and that didn't help. And then I started going to physical therapy for my feet. And that's been showing significant improvement. And I'm getting really excited because before I felt like, fuck, I'm never going to be able to like stand and feel good again. Yeah. And I was starting to get worried that I was going to have to find a new job. And I even started applying at like office jobs and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to leave my job because I have such great people that I work with and I have a very cool boss. And like, even my boss said, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's not something you have to take home with you. Yeah. When you're done making coffee, you're done for the day. Yeah. That's really, that's what I, not to make this about me, but it sucks with this, with my job is although I don't really take stuff with me, I always know what's waiting for me when I go back. Yeah. And that yeah. sucks. It ru- It's hard to have like completely disconnected free vacation when you like, yeah. you know, the day you get or week you get back, you have this thing and this thing and this thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. As you can see, there's like pros and cons to both of these jobs. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think I've, I've told you before, I don't think I could fucking do uh, your job like just the physical energy expenditure alone, not to mention the constant interacting with people it can be draining, yeah. but just the physical demands of the job. I can't fucking stand for two hours at a concert. <laughs> like, like, how am I going to do an eight hour shift in a coffee shop? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's easy when we're busy because you have a lot to do and you're moving all the time. But the issue is when there's nothing happening, when there's no customers and you're all caught up on everything, the hard part is just being there, Yeah, you know, and standing still is not only hard for me because I just constantly need stimulation, but also that's part of the problem with my feet is just the thing that we're working on in physical therapy is balance and like the exercises that they're giving me really show me that I have a problem just standing on on one foot and doing these exercises I like wobble a lot and I'm like oh like that's why this is such a problem Mm -hmm. it is hard physically but the more you take care of yourself the easier yeah the more enjoyable yeah and the other benefits because we didn't touch on is like how much these health issues really compounded and deterred the other areas of your life doing stand-up and like being exhausted and in pain and stuff after working to have the mental capacity to be writing and going out at nights and doing mics that's true like snowballs into other areas of your life yeah i mean it really does make me feel like a huge pussy because like you know i even remember hearing ricky gervais talk about like oh i've got like horrible knee pain and that doesn't fucking stop me from doing this and that and i listen to that i'm like fuck like everything stops me you know (laughs) and so when i have physical pain it's just an excuse not to do something i mean it's not an excuse but it's just like it's really hard to overcome that and still try and go out and do stand-up and feel motivated especially when you don't have the energy and it causes more pain especially when your job can be really taxing energy wise and you get home and you're like because I used to do like 11 12 hour shifts and have since over the, the last few months have 
work to get that down to like seven to eight hour shifts, which is like really helped. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I'm on the right path energy wise. I've been getting up and working out every day. Taking care of that life force, baby. That life force. Watch Stuts. You guys should watch Stuts on Netflix. It's amazing. But yeah, so that's how work's going for me right now. Good. So let's get into our quitting story Yeah. and get inspired to quit our jobs. <laughs> yes. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live time. Fuck it, we'll do it live time. Do you want to read it? Since you've you've never heard it. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. could be fun. All, All right. right. I found the story. Ryan's reading it and has never heard it. Okay. It says, my mom's, I'm assuming this is this person's mom's story. Yeah. Okay. I was studying overseas and my parents booked a trip to come out at the end of the school term, bringing along my two siblings, one who lived away from home, the other about to start college. It was a month-long trip with lots of prepaid flights, trains, hotels, plus it would likely be the last big trip we all took together. Obviously, both my parents requested and secured approved PTO months in advance. It was the month of June, a typical summer vacation. A couple days before the trip was to happen, my mom's boss hands her an assignment. My mom hands it back, saying she can't take it on as she has a month-long vacation about to start. My folks don't believe in hyperbole, but trip of a lifetime would be a fair description. Boss says, oh, yeah, sorry, you can't take vacation anymore. My mom says, if you can cancel my PTO, I quit. Boss, blank stare. Mom handed in her notice and left. We had an amazing trip. She got a new job when we returned. Nice. Yeah, sticking it to him. Yeah. So it's a simple story. It made me think of you because it was like you can take control over what happens yeah. in your life. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think it's, I mean, not to be a like pessimist about it or whatever, but... I'm sure a lot of people really wish they had the luxury of just being able to quit because they're being wronged. And I think the reason there's a lot of abuse from employers is because they know a lot of their lowly workers don't have any other options. Yeah. You know, aren't, they're not financially secure enough to go without a job to find a new one. Yeah. So maybe they were in a position where she could do that. They had money. The dad worked. She had a, a good skill or degree that she could easily find a new one yeah so it must be nice to be able to do that with little to no qualms about it you're right if you have the money then it's easy to quit right that's what it's a privilege to be able to quit your fucking job yes <laughs> yes but i also think that there's a piece of this that you can take even if you don't have the luxury yeah. to quit which is like know that you're worth yeah and capable of getting any other job, mm -hmm. maybe not any other job, but, but <laughs> another job, another job, just being tied down, thinking that this is the only way you'll ever be able to pay your bills is just a, a bad mindset to be in because then you feel like you feel like you're just trapped. Yeah. You know, and I think you're right. It is a privilege to be able to quit, but I also think it's a privilege to know your worth. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And not let not let it destroy the actual things that mean anything in life, like your family. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I don't really know if that's inspiring to people who feel like they can't quit. 
but I think it's important to get a message out there. Yeah. If you're, if you're fucking at don't you're ever flipping feel burgers trapped. at the grill and your boss is like, dude, you got to come in on the day that your wife's giving birth, you can just just flip that patty right out of his face and yeah. just walk out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Give him grease burns, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Should we uh, move on to the next segment? Yeah. Dream catcher. Dream slippy through your fingers segment. <laughs> and this is where we talk about what we've done. For our dreams, not our jobs or... So last week we talked about this joke I had and I ran it at the mic. And let's just listen to it. Cool. And see what the response sounded like. When I was younger and a bully would say something like, you're a fat loser... It'd say something like, oh, yeah, well, you're gay. Which is funny, because we were just yelling the truth at each other. <laughs> you know, like, I went home and packed a bunch of fudge into my mouth, and he went home and did the same thing in his tushy. We <laughs> 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 really weren't that different. So listening to it, the way I felt when I did it was, wow, this completely tanked. But listening to it and watching myself... I was able to actually hear some laughs, which yeah. made me feel a little bit better. But part of why I didn't feel like I did well in that set was because my energy was yeah. like really low. Yep. I think we were talking about it right after. It was yeah. like that my my first takeaway was that energy level being so low put you I don't want to say at a disadvantage, but you had a lot more ground to cover in yeah. getting people on board with anything or ready to laugh at anything yeah and you know i started with a new joke which is always hard when you don't go in with a joke that you know works because your confidence is lower the smart thing to do when you start a set is build your confidence with a joke that you know usually works because yeah. then you can go into a new joke feeling like you got this yeah. or they get you and they're carrying that energy into the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't do that. And so I'm okay with the way that that joke went. That's yeah. fine. The main thing that I needed to do was get up. So after listening to it and actually hearing some chuckles made me go, okay, I, I think there's legs here, but what I think I actually need to do go harder in the paint is go harder in the paint, mm -hmm. which is not, Throw some elbows down there, dude. If you were listening to the, yeah, to the first episode, I decided I didn't want to say he went home and packed a bunch of fudge in his ass. <laughs> but here's what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to go up and I'm going to say packed a bunch of fudge in his ass and see if that hits harder. And I'll play my next set for you guys and we'll see how that goes and we'll see how it evolves. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying this because it's pushing me. Knowing that we have a podcast each week is making me go, I need stuff to bring to this. Yeah. And if I don't have something, I still have to do this podcast. And I'm going to have to face that. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to. Self-accountability. It's a bitch. So, yeah. It's a so, necessary tool. And you know, one thing that is not my strong suit is holding myself accountable to my own personal achievements. Yeah. And I've always admired people 
that time and time again get awards or do this and that. They're running fucking their own Etsy shop while they're fucking, you know, Ubering and they're raising kids, raising kids. And it's like, I mean, yeah, I know like Ubering's like not like an amazing thing to be doing, <laughs> but like to see somebody who, who grinds and has this momentum and like, it's just something that I've never been able to, to get out of myself and so that's something that i feel like this podcast is and will continuously be yeah doing it'll be a vehicle for, for that yeah yeah so yeah how about you how did your dream slip you through your fingers <laughs> week ago oh terribly i you worked on the podcast song yeah, a little that, bit more that was pretty much most of what i did which again i, I feel like i wasn't able to spend that much time on it but all the time that i could spend on anything was on it so as you were witness to yesterday i was basically at my wits end yeah with it and wanting to be done with it but also knowing it's not anything that i want it to be really and this is the thing that i mentioned to ryan yesterday this is where we're at with the song and we're going to put it out because the whole point is to finish something yep. and move on. Yep. And, and that's especially know. key in music production. It's yeah. like a hallmark nugget of wisdom from any music producer that has advice to give. Yeah. It's like number one. Yeah. So I'm proud of you because oh, it was like, thanks. I get it. You are looking at the same thing for a long time going, it's, not where I want it to be, but I can't really see where it needs to go yeah. anymore. Yeah. And you have to give it space. And right. we don't have the luxury of letting it sit yeah. before we put it out. Exactly. And that's the thing is like usually what I do in those situations with projects is I'll flip to other projects. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't really have that luxury because I needed to have this done. So I had to just kind of grind through the like frustration and like being over it kind of thing. Which I think is a cool exercise for you because I don't know that you've even ever done that. Well, I have like with this is a good circling back into like all the different music production competitions that I've done Mm -hmm. were great exercises in that because they had deadlines. And I don't think one of them was like finished to a point of my liking, maybe uh, some okay. 80 to 90% of the way there's, but I had to submit it, Yeah, you know, and, and let it go. So maybe that's like a sub thread motif thing we can do where we go through like old project submissions for these competitions or something uh, at a future time. Other than that, from the last episode where, you know, we shared that little minute long beat, I haven't been able to touch it at all. Yeah. All I was able to do was thanks to you, finding Felix Cartal's manager sent him an email just kind of asking about it no response yet might not even get one yeah and so if I don't end up getting a response I may still try to flush the beat out into a full song and just put it up and just see what happens because like I kind of sincerely doubt anything negative would happen yeah because it's not like it would really be listened to or found by them nor would they maybe have a problem with it felix cartal 
is not a like big time like signed to fucking Sony and Sony's gonna come after me. You know, it's yeah. like he's more of like a music producer's producer, like yeah, cool guy. Yeah. So so you did what you needed to do for that song, and now you move on to another song that you could possibly upload to Spotify. And let's actually get into that now. Like okay. what? Cool. What is the Taste next? Test. Yeah. What is the next song that you feel like needs to be completed, but isn't yet? And why? Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, there's, there's definitely a couple, few others that are also copyright questionable. So I won't do one of those now. Uh, this thing is just, I'm trying to remember how it started. Just kind of fucking around with stuff trying to do something kind of chill but i was kind of fucking around with like 808 bases trying to get something that is maybe trap adjacent or influenced but not really mm-hmm. but just with low end and percussion maybe some of that sort of stuff it's named chiller trap demo so we'll take a listen <laughs>
was so cool. You like that? Have you shown me that before? Uh, no. That was amazing. You like that? I feel like that was one of those like lo-fi songs that we like listened to. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was trying to uh, have a bit of that aesthetic to it. That was so cool. Thanks. Okay, where did you get the vocals? In? Just like off a of splice, like a website for samples and, and stuff. There's no copyright issues with that. No, I mean, I think some of them they they like denote if you have to get special permission, but for the most part, they're all just free to use and you whatever. Should, so okay, so what's holding you back from putting that up on Spotify? Refining it. That version, I had made some edits to the bass pattern. I think it might still need a little bit of work rhythmically and certainly mix wise like that little lead melody thing i've gone back and forth on like how high or low in the mix i want it to be mm -hmm. and how much reverb on it i want it's like really hard to dial it in like where it makes the most sense because sometimes i feel like i want it way louder in the mix sometimes i think it's better lower in the mix what is reverb uh, reverb is an effect to make a sound sound like it's in a space so uh. If something's completely drenched in reverb, it sounds far away. You can think okay. of it like that, yeah. right? So when you hear something very ethereal and like yeah. far away sounding, yeah. it's because it's it, it's got reverb on it. Okay. So it's a whole technique is like dialing in reverb and that's uh, so cool. Yeah. So and I'm also still not certain. There's a part where I go back to back on that lead instead of just eight bars. I double up on it for another eight bars, and I want to do some sort of turnaround. You can kind of hear it in there. I haven't figured out what the right notes are to start this second half of the eight bar of the total 16 bars, but there's some little turnaround I need to do. I feel like it's close, but I, I need to kind of fuck around with it some more. Well, how do we get you to the point of finishing it? I just got to work on it and then be happy with what's what I do. <laughs> I mean, how far away are you from feeling like you can put that up? Because that, to me, sounded perfect. Sounded okay to you? That sounded okay. so cool. I enjoyed maybe, the whole thing. Maybe what I'll do is when I work on it next, I'll run some decision points by you. Okay. In terms of like, oh, do you think it sounds better with like this melody thing that I had forgotten what it was, and then I looked recently, like, what did I use for that mel that background melody? It's like some distorted like sax sample that I like pitched around to make it sound kind of like a, not a scream or like a, you know, but I'll be like, yeah, do you think it sounds better like higher in the mix? Do you think it sounds better more in the background? And you can maybe help me suss that out. Okay. Um, also, I think one of the things too that has been holding me back on it is like I've used one or both of those vocal samples in other contexts in different projects just sort of sandbox playing around yeah and I think part of it is like I don't know if I like those other ones better or like I want to because it would be weird to like make multiple tracks using the same vocal sample as if they were different songs I don't know maybe it could be cool to just reimagine the same thing in different ways but People remix all the time. I mean, yeah, but it's um, overthink it. I want the each. I want them to be like their own standalone song. So yeah, I am overthinking it. I think you are, especially since this is the beginning stages for you. Yeah, just put your stuff out there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Do you think this is something you can get up within a week? Potentially, yeah. Maybe this is the next thing that you work on. This would probably be easier or quicker than this beat competition thing from last week yeah but i mean with last week you did what you needed to do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
And you can let that go because if you don't hear back, you already know that either you take the vocals out and make it something new, which could be a cool new project, or you let that go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I feel good about you reaching out to them because now you've done what you needed to. Yeah. You know? Cool. So. Thanks. Yeah. So make that your mission. Cool. This next I'll week. try to work on that this week. Okay, cool. Oh, you never played your fart song. Oh, shit. Should I do that? Yeah. All right. So we're just going to show you the <laughs> range of Ryan's musical My abilities. fucking ability, dude. This is January 2020. Oliver had recorded a fart into his phone and sent it to me. And I don't know if he solicited to make it into something or if I was like, I'm totally going to flip this into a beat. But... I just whipped up real quick. It's really shitty. It's not really coherent, but I just wanted to turn something out real quick with a fart. So All here right, it is. Let's do it. Shut up. fucking spotify oh my god it's so it's yeah. so good <laughs> okay i'll tighten it up i gotta like redo the arrangement i just like threw like random drum samples pads please like... please please make this your first song oh my god you want this to be yes yes oh my it's god so it's so good it's... but the fart is so like comically you know that's why it's so amazing because it's such a groovy song it's groovy dude it's groovy. as my mom would say groovy a groovy yeah, you can thank Oliver's ass and my magic touch. This is amazing. Please, please, please. Okay. Okay, good. What do you need to do to make this song complete? Oh, go make the right sample and instrument choices and... Will it take you it. long? Maybe, maybe not. I haven't... I now have three more years experience than I did when I made it, so it could be really quick. This is the next one. Okay, so this one, this, this one? week... Instead of the other one. Yeah, instead okay. of the other one. And then the, that one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because this is like, I mean, they're both great. <laughs> they're both great, but I, this is just telling of what is to come. Yeah. If you're listening, Sony Music. Diarrhea uh, samples next. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> song's going to be wet. And then vomit, and then you won't have anything, and then you'll be just like a has-been. Wow. Quickly, after all the all five bodily functions are just be careful for music, because there's nowhere else to go after vomit. Cool. All right, <laughs> all right. I think it is time 
for Dumb and Dumber. What do you have for us this week? I think I want to kind of follow up on last week because we talked about motivation, dopamine and stuff. And I was kind of revisiting that. I may have also miscommunicated some things a little bit, but also want to talk more about practicality around knowing that stuff. So, yeah, just kind of freshening up on that stuff, kind of just taking a a wide lens to dopamine and motivation and blah, 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 how you can, you know, improve your life and stuff with this knowledge. One of the things that I was reminded about and like looking at this stuff again was that when we want to talk about being motivated and having a growth mindset, this is like a big thing, this term like growth mindset Mm -hmm. and learning to enjoy the hard work and effort that it takes to like reach goals and stuff. Yeah. You have to learn to, and you can do this to love that process or to feel motivated and enjoy the process so that you'll want to do the process and activity that will result in the goal. Because what happens is when you make the goal or that ultimate reward only what it's about, then that time that passes while you're doing the activity to like reach that goal or reward because you're spending all that time not enjoying it or whatever, you know, once you have that reward and your dopamine levels crash and like go lower, your baseline's lower. And so you don't necessarily maybe want to like do that same activity again. So the real practical application here is to, because the way the dopamine circuitry involves your prefrontal cortex, your frontal lobe, all your cognition and thinking Mm -hmm. is that, when you're working and putting in effort, even though it may seem like shitty and you don't want to do it or whatever, you tell yourself that I'm choosing this because I want to and because I love to do this. And you train yourself to love that process and that activity. By telling yourself, I like this. Essentially, you're like kind of lying to yourself, but not <laughs> not, not fully because... So it's like being in an abusive relationship. Yeah, totally. With yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So let's see. Another important aspect of it is not layering in other sources of rewards and like dopamine to one specific thing. For example, a good example with like working out. Some people enjoy working out. Some people don't. And there's a whole spectrum there to help you do that. You maybe you drink that cup of coffee in the morning or you take that favorite pre-workout yeah or you listen to your favorite music that puts you in the mood and you're combining all these things that give you pleasure Mm. and you're tying that into this activity of working out yeah you do that for long enough you're doing yourself a disservice in the long term really you shouldn't really do that a whole lot but if you're you are going to you want to randomize it you want to maybe save the pre-workout for the heavier lift days or choose your spots or kind of maybe even flip a coin on when you're going to like do those ancillary things because you don't want to be completely reliant on those. And then over time, it's just going to like diminishing returns. Why is drinking a cup of coffee before my workout going to give me diminishing returns? No, it's not. It's just that you don't want that to be the source of why you are motivated to do it. Because if you hate working out, And the only reason you can muster yourself to do it 
is because you took that pre-workout that you feel like gives you the energy and the performance boost and you listen to the music that got you pumped up. It's not sustainable in the long term. And eventually that won't be enough and you won't be able to go to the gym and like feel motivated to do that at all. What should you do instead? You got to intermittently schedule those things if you're going to do them at all. But as a best practice, you shouldn't combine other things that give you reward and make you feel motivated. You shouldn't intertwine them as a crutch to do the thing. You know, so like this is doesn't really apply to me. But let's say like I could only feel like creative and productive on music if I like got really stoned or something. Yeah. You're limiting yourself. You're limiting yourself. Yeah. So how do we reframe this in terms of like stand up for me? I like to write. Yes. A lot. Focus on that and internalize it and think about that when you're doing it. And that will help you feel good about what you're doing. So you're going to be motivated to do it. Because I know for me, a lot of times I don't work on stuff or set aside time to work on stuff because I'm like craving it and like just wanting to work on on stuff aimlessly a lot of times i'm like in order to reach a goal of like competency or getting a song out there like oh i have to do i have to sit down and like work on it what i need to do is be better about and i've told myself this story for years ever since i started basically comes down to enjoying the process and since it really comes down to that if you're not enjoying the process but it is ultimately what you want to do you can like intervene with your thoughts and really boost your enjoyment which will reinforce doing the activity you mean like that cup of coffee or like how do you boost your enjoyment like when you're sitting down to write instead of being like oh fuck i've got to write because i've got a mic tomorrow you sit down and write and you take stock in how much you're enjoying the process of writing in that moment if you're focusing on this deadline that doesn't make the process enjoyable right if you're focusing on the writing itself the deadline doesn't really matter right and you won't be deterred from putting in that work you got to kind of think of it in like two different ways at the same time of like you know you ultimately want to reach a goal right but you don't want it to only be about that goal and how that will make you feel yeah yeah because if you reach that goal the whole time you spent which is what i've done the whole time i've done stand-up the whole time i write i need to make more jokes i need to yeah get booked i need to be seen Mm -hmm. i need to get a special i need to tour i need to be a headliner and then it makes that process more painful and i have anxiety the whole time i write right exactly okay one thing i thought was interesting that i learned or found out was that coffee it doesn't increase dopamine but it basically increases the amount of dopamine uptake that your brain can like handle so it primes you for higher dopamine so coffee is good coffee is good yeah. And also the cold shower, a cold like ice bath stuff. I like yeah. got more info on that. I'm going to maybe take that up and see how that works. Have you ever done a cold shower? I mean, I've had cold shower moments. But yeah, when you're in cold water, I'd mentioned last week about your dopamine goes up and it arcs up and then it's elevated for a significant amount of time mm-hmm. after 
on like other things that increase your dopamine, like an addiction or like transient activity, like eating a piece of chocolate, Mm -hmm. it like goes back down really fast. But after like a cold water bath or whatever, it stays elevated and it comes down very slowly. So people feel more calm and relaxed and motivated and stuff. So yeah, I don't do it all the time, but and it's because I don't shower all the time. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> oh, don't I know it. I've been pinching my nose this entire You're podcast. You're the one to talk. Look at yeah. your fucking messy hair, grease ball. Yeah, oh God, it's gross. Uh, just kidding, you look adorable. Oh, shut up. You wish you could have me. Remember when you broke up with me an hour ago? I want you back. <laughs> <laughs> Changed my mind. Uh. Yeah, so like I'll take a shower and then at the end I'll turn it on cold for like 15 seconds i've done that before yeah Yeah. and it really does have a positive effect i hate it the whole time but i wake up and then i feel refreshed and like all that pain that i suffered for 15 seconds is gone yeah maybe i'll i'll shower more yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the lesson here that's the lesson but yeah there's some other stuff i'd maybe want to get into in future episodes just around this stuff but yeah if anyone's actually listening and curious Check out Andrew Huberman's episode on his podcast. You can watch it on YouTube even. That's where I do it. You just search Andrew Huberman, Motivation, Dopamine. I forget the title. Yeah, it's really, really good info. Can be hard to fully wrap your head around stuff, but he gives lots of good like examples to kind of like guide you along. I think it's really good listening to you re-explain it for both of us. Yeah. Because I think you watch the stuff a lot, but then it's one thing to learn and then it's another to teach. Mm-hmm. So you basically have to like relearn it because yeah. you're figuring out how to explain it to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's really good for you, too, because you're so intelligent, but then you don't apply it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I would like to see that with you. Yeah, cool. I need to start telling myself in the middle of high effort, uncomfortable activities that I choose to do that I do love doing this. I want to be doing it. Yeah. I love this process. Yeah. And again, you want it to be good, but it's also about finishing. Yeah. Because if we never have anything to put out there, then nothing will ever come from any of this. Right. So except me coming into a toilet from masturbating vigorously in a bout of severe depression because nothing worked out. Yeah. Except that's what will come. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Let's circle around to the word of the day. Word of the day. (laughs) Okay, word of the day. Paladin. P-A-L-A-D-I-N. Oh, yeah, like like a character, like a character in a game. Why don't you let me read the definition and you'll fucking find out. (sighs) A paladin is a leading champion of a cause Mm. or a trusted military leader, as for a medieval prince. The keynote speaker is regarded as a paladin of environmental justice. The prince summoned the paladin and commended him for his actions in battle. Paladin in context. This collection of stories by one of England's best novelists is both playful and serious in the manner of Lawrence Stern, the 18th century author of Tristan Shandy. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to fucking <laughs> finish reading that. I'm going to use it in a sentence. My father is a paladin of the United States Navy. Cool. Right? 
Yeah, I guess that works. This is kind of a dumb word of the day. Why? Because you're anti-America? Yeah, dude. Fucking. Get out of this country if you're not going to fucking protect Communism it, rules. <laughs> Fuck capitalism. You use it in a sentence, you fucking brainiac. Mm-hmm. A lot of people's favorite characters when they play WoW are, are paladin. is a paladin character type. All right, let's <laughs> tie this into the whole fucking episode. Oh, this is a tall order. A leading champion of a cause. Paladin. Does that have to be a cause? Could you be a paladin of comedy? And I'll be a paladin of music one day? A champion? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think any comedian can be a paladin. (laughs) (laughs) They're all too self-absorbed. I will never be a paladin of comedy. Oh, inspiring. Because because it's just not possible. Yeah. That's the spirit. Not because I'm pessimistic. It's just not part of the definition of comedy, of comedians. Now you go. Maybe one day I will be a paladin for the pure aspects of music as an art form, you know, and really just... Yeah, really make people go, this dude's a leader when it comes to fucking Ableton, Yeah, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he knows all the hot keys on the keyboard. <laughs> He's Look know. at him go. He doesn't even need Look a notepad yeah. to tell him which keys to press to he get does, to the shortcut. He knows everything. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Babe, you're my paladin. Aw. Man, we've we've broken up and gotten back together so many times. In this, this episode? episode? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're so hot, hot and cold. And we're cold. We're yes, oh, that reminds me. I remixed a Katy Perry song. I need to really? maybe whip that up. Cool. All right. (laughs) All right. On that note, we're going to sign out. If you liked the podcast, please subscribe and give us a rating. And if you have a good quitting story, send it to us at don'tquitpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at don'tquityourdayjobpod. Follow us on Twitter at don'tquitpod. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Sock.